Let's take a second to remind ourselves to keep you humble And if my brother should fall, our sisters have a stumble Pick you back up, life's a mind speed A sore spot, we're still just trying to figure it out Before I take Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And with us tonight is TJC. Hello, hello. Once again, great to have you. Oh, Thank you. Oh, man. What an entrance. Oh, he always nails it. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Called, it's called hitting the post, I think. Is that what it is? No. You know all that technical stuff. <laughs> so tonight, we're going to continue what we did last week, which we started off with football. Yes. And we talked generally about football. Oh, yeah. And tonight, we're going into the NFL. Strictly. Just the NFL. Leaving college out of it. Yeah. That's in a couple weeks. We're going to do the, and that's actually not going to be college football. It's just going to be the Ducks. Just the Ducks. That's, oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah. We're going we're going deep. Good. Balls deep. There you go. Use mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Alex. So, okay. Early shout out to Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to get it done. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the NFL and, you know, our teams, the teams that we that we follow players we followed in the past players that we follow now i mean players that we follow in the past we've we we are so good at rambling and going off on different tangents and different things that we do that's that's just kind of what we're going to do now i think right we'll well we can always talk sports i think we kind of laid that out at the beginning yeah, yeah. that's never an issue if we start on we we'll start on sports opinions. so we've been waiting you know, for basically six months to talk about football. So yeah, you guys started your podcast at the wrong time is what happened. Well, we yeah. had to get all the wrinkles out of it. You <laughs> right. know? And we pretty much have. This is just a, you know, a dead nuts on yeah, podcast it's a, now. It's a about oil. as professional as you're going to get. Yeah. Out yeah. Of us at least. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so the NFL. Okay. I go back to, to watching the NFL in the 60s. Back when it started? Well, no, I think it started in the 50s. 50s. Okay. But... I remember watching the very first Super Bowl. I remember. Wow. <laughs> okay, stop it. Super Bowl one. Well, did, it was. Did they call it Super Bowl one or was it, it was just Super Bowl? The Super Bowl, I would imagine. Well, everybody laughed. I remember that. Everybody laughed at. Okay, because you have the Rose Bowl and you have, you know, every other college bowl, and so they're like, okay, because before that it was the NFL Championship. Sure. So they wanted to have a trick name for the NFL championship because they found that that was boring. Well, didn't, right. wasn't it part and, uh, partly due to the AFC and the NFC, the, the AFL merging the merger without, they merged, they merged after, after that. So, yes. but, the, but they brought, did they do the, yeah, they did the AFC versus or the AFL versus the NFL for the championship. Didn't they or no? Well, uh, no, that's when they started was the Super Bowl, right? The first right. Super Bowl one. And then the merger was in the sixties. Yeah, the yeah the merchandise or something. No, we need we need to get you on the phone. To... <laughs> I'm on it. So so yeah so so we... I think the first Super Bowl was early 70s. Okay, and this was the well, no no no, no, it was no. 60s. It yeah, was 66. like 68, 66, 66 Packers Chiefs Super Bowl one, 67 Packers. Somebody else. Yes, <laughs> somebody else. That's you got it. You nailed it. Yeah, nice. yeah. Well, I am a fan. <laughs> Anyway, I was just he has his I was notes wondering in front of him obviously. Well, I was wondering when the merger was. All right, I'll figure that out. Uh, I think it was 4 years into it. Okay. Cuz I think that because the big game was when Oakland won. Okay. And that was an an AFL team. 
So was the Super and the Bowl Jets. was the Super Bowl big when it first came out? I mean, it's well, huge it was a championship. Now. It was a championship. Yes, so it it was big. Okay, but the first Super Bowl was you know when they those two leagues played the, each other. The AFL was was fairly new. I mean, you don't have a lot of TVs and things going on at that time. So no, I remember know. we went over to Duke Ryder's house because he was the only person that my dad knew that had a color TV. Okay. So, so it says the merger was announced in 66, which was the first, I think, the first Super Bowl. And then uh, it didn't take effect officially until 70. Okay, four years. Yep. Okay. What'd you say? Four years. Yeah. Nice. See? Solid. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so, but we went over because he had a color TV, and we watched the first Super Bowl in color. Ooh. It was pretty exciting. A nice big 20-inch. Oh, no, no, no. TVs back then. If you had a color TV, it was... Probably close to a 30 inch. Oh, okay. You know, maybe 28 inch, something like that. But it was a piece of furniture. Yeah, the frame yeah. was 77 <laughs> inches. Yeah, the, it, it was in a console, you know, right. that, that was like six and a half feet long. <laughs> and yeah, but it, it was exciting, you know, the first Super Bowl. But I just remember thinking that that's kind of stupid, the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Well, sounds, you weren't that into it, huh? It sounds hacky, right? The yeah, it Super did. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like you know, Stan Lee did it. You right. know, I mean, it's he such came a up with a name, iconic thing now. I mean, he well, it is, Super and Bowl that's and, and that's funny when if you're around with when something is first named, it may or may not sound weird. It might to catch your ear. on, it might not, but it's nothing at the moment. Well, well, you, it 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 just you know how it hits your ear. Look at uh, look at like expansion teams, the Panthers. Really? You're, you're going with the Panthers. So what, a yeah. nine-year-old named your team? You know what? That's exactly how I feel about the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. The Pelicans. There, there you go. But in four years, you'll be like, yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, it's Pelicans. Of course. Of course. New Orleans. Come on. Yeah, they've been around for five years. Yeah, and then the team will <laughs> move to Minnesota and be the Minnesota Pelicans. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Utah Jazz. I love that. Well, and the uh, LA Lakers. Same thing. They yeah. came from Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Land of lakes. Yeah, 10,000, I think. Something like that. Yeah. All right. right on there. So, okay. So the, the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, and it is, you know, like you said, you know, grown to this huge event right now. Now it's a, it's a rock and roll show at halftime, you know, and it's, it's a week long event and it gets a little crazy. You know, they had this festival yeah. and a football game broke out. First yeah. Super Bowl was right, January, exactly. uh, January 15th, 1967. 67. So, yeah. Okay. And I knew it was the Packers that won. So I was 15. Oh, there you go. Yeah. This is a good time for you. I mean. All downhill from there, I guess. <laughs> Super Bowl. Thanks for pointing that out. People are spending millions of dollars on commercials during this event. I mean, this is I right. mean, for yeah, the most money out there when it comes to commercials, I believe. Yeah. By what far. it's become is really crazy. Yeah. When do you think it became the biggest event? Because it is, and it has been for 20 years. When do you think it probably like so 20 you, years you're ago? You're talking about the first one, right? And that was kind of a joke and everybody sort of laughed. Well, no, no, it was still a championship. The Super Bowl name, the name of seemed it was, kind of hokey. Okay, but so. no, it's it was still the NFL AFL it championship. A, it was a big deal. It was a pro football championship. So it's a big deal. Yeah. So when do you think it became the biggest deal? I don't know. Hmm. I don't right. know. I you know, for for the Juby family, yeah. It was the 84 Super Bowl. Okay. Because that's the one that we went to San Francisco, Palo Alto, California, as a matter of fact. Road trip. Road trip. There it was. John Juby, Mike Juby, Steve Juby, and Pat Folger. That is, went, that, that's the one where you guys were outside of the stadium 
when you got there and set up your own little living room. Correct. Yeah, I had a 1968 Ford van yeah. that we loaded up a couple of my living room chairs. Oh, yeah. And we threw a generator in there, and <laughs> it, it was kind of a converted, had a bed in the back, storage space underneath the bed in the back. Okay. And uh, we just, we headed south. John Juby showed up at my house, and we left Friday before the Super Bowl. And I had made just a white poster board sign that I put in the back window, Super Bowl bound. Oh, yeah. And John showed up. We were leaving to head to Medford because that's where Mike and Pat live. So he looked at that sign and said, I'm not getting in that van. I'm not going anywhere. That thing looks stupid. <laughs> I said, all right, well, it's staying. So we headed down the road. We get on the freeway. We're not five miles down the freeway. Car full of girls go flying by us, just honking and waving and John's comment is, what a great idea. What a great sign. Yeah. I knew that sign was going to work out. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> so we went to Medford, uh, picked up the guys. We left Saturday morning. Pretty much had about $100 a piece in cash. Well, which back then is like $10,000 in today's money, right? Well, not quite 10000 Probably okay. eight. All right. Roughly. So it was pretty much on a budget. Okay. Seriously on a budget. And I had just bought the van. So, you know, it's... Had a little bit of engine noise, you know, one of the rockers or something was making some noise. So we headed south and we ended up, you're right, you know, we showed up outside the stadium and it was crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, so this was Saturday night. We initially parked in a 24-hour restaurant on El Camino Real, which runs right in front of the stadium, uh, in the parking lot because there was no place to park. And we were just going to stay there. Why not? So we spent about an hour and a half there. And I think finally somebody, they actually had attendance. This is like a Denny's. They had parking attendants <laughs> that were, you know, kind of waving people around and directing traffic. We gave up that. We ended up finding a way into the RV parking area at the park across from the stadium. And uh, that's where we spent the night. And that's where we uh, watched the game. We'd brought a TV with us and a generator. Right. Took the living room chairs. Did you have a rug as well? Uh, yeah, I think we had a little piece of rug. And we had uh, a couple Duraflame logs, so we had a fire. Nice. That's an interesting component that you would recall from this story is the rug. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I remember well, we it being a full, like, it was like a living room. No, is what you're I right. remember it, the yeah. picture he painted. For it me. adds a certain. And we did have a lamp as well. <laughs> that Those two things, a rug and a, a lamp. A rug and a lamp. <laughs> a it, was a, it's a, it was a living room, I as it. I recall. It was, this. and it was I mean, a it party. Wasn't just it, was chairs. A, it was a party all night. Yeah. People yeah. wandering I mean, we, around and drinking. Okay. And, if you go to a football game and you're walking around, you know, an RV park or wherever the parking lot and you see a living room. Somebody has you, a rug and a lamp. And a, lamp a lamp with a generator going with a TV. And a TV. Yeah. You're, I mean, why are you not going to go say hi? Yeah. We had we had a lot of people around. It was a great time. It's just going to happen. But that was the start of all the Super Bowl trips. That What that, Super Bowl was that? 16? Uh, I guess well, 84. Could, I guess we could do the math and I could look it up again, but... It was something like 67 that. 67 was the first one. Yeah, from the yeah, uh, in 66 season. So, yeah. it's. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, math for sure. So anyway, yeah, it was it was the uh, the 49ers and a rookie at the time, Dan Marino, and Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, 16. Yeah. It was, oh, no, I'm 19. I'm sorry, 19. Quarterback so, of the uh, Niners was? Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montana was what five four years into his career something like that three maybe not not very far no he wasn't now this may be an interesting segue but 
or coming from there, we had two amazing quarterbacks. Well, I, I, would you guys say Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? In mm-hmm. in those games. Well, we don't have to say they, they are. are. They, they, they are. are. So they are, in fact. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but that's something that today in today's NFL, you know, let's kind of kick it into today's NFL. That's actually a problem in the NFL today. Is, is actually having a good quarterback. Oh, sure. Well, it was a problem then, too. The Niners just didn't have it for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's always been a premium position. But yeah. With expansion, you're right. There's, you know, there's just so many teams now, and less than half of the teams have a quality quarterback. Have someone that can basically carry them through a series or, well, you know, it, a game. Yeah, that, that's just a, a competent quarterback. There's, you know, again, getting into, you know, what we find now in the NFL is you're looking at at how many players that have proven that they're no good well, at quarterback. Yes. You say I mean, competent quarterback, but at the same time, when I first got into really rooting for the NFL, and I've always been a 49er, but when they were good in my day, was with Colin Kaepernick. You know, is he a, a second. Is he a, that was like five years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, he's a noob. I've been in this for this game for, you know, 10 years or so. All right. Uh, but it's back you know. in your day, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's um, or, or right, yesterday, or like yeah. last year, eight seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, the millennial point of view <laughs> perspective, as ah, we would say, there we go. But you know, that, that was, that was the, the quarterback of that team and they went to the super bowl. They went to the NFC championship, you know, but I wouldn't call him. I mean, today, would you call him a quality quarterback? Of course. Not. No, I didn't call him a quality quarterback during that time. Yeah, I did. I thought he was on his way, but I was wrong. I thought he was good at the time. He, he had a great season, two seasons. Probably. And if you have he, a good, he did, but yeah. he was it was easy enough to figure him out because, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the spread offense quarterbacks. You know, okay. you, you, you had Michael Vick. So that's what gave him the leg up, basically? Well, it makes him a running quarterback, which is, is totally different than what Steve Young was. Yeah. Steve Young was a quarterback that could run. Colin Kaepernick was a running quarterback. That could throw occasionally. And, and he could throw, but he wasn't accurate. He right. was never accurate, and, and his decision-making was always suspect to me. Yeah. You know, the 49ers at that point had such a great defense, and they had a solid offense. And Frank Gore and a good line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so to me, they won... Not because, because Colin, Colin Kaepernick won the games for him. They won games because they were a good, solid team. And he was he was spectacular to watch when he was rolling, for sure. He was. He had some fantastic games. Fantastic. I mean, he single-handedly beat the Packers. Yeah. It was, it, some of the things he did was amazing. And if he could have stayed in that space in his head, I'm guessing he would, he would continue to be very good. He just got, you know, with a guy that's that shaky fundamentally and shaky mentally. <laughs> right. You know, he lost the mental part, and so the fundamentals, you know, weren't there to keep him. Well, exactly, because, you know, every sport you're going to have, people are going to adjust. Yeah. And that's what they did with Kaepernick. They adjusted. You know, a quarterback like Kaepernick, you play zone. You don't play man-to-man. Because if you're playing zone, you're looking at the quarterbacks. When he tries to run, he gets three yards, he gets five yards, and he gets tackled. If you play man-to-man, everybody turns and runs. So they have their back to him. So his long runs, when he was really effective, was against man-to-man teams. Yeah. Right. So he's running 35 yards down the field, and you still have the cornerbacks and a safety with their back to him running with receivers. So 
that's where that's very effective. Right. And it's funny because the, the inverse of that is the, the quarterback that will pick the zone apart. Who's exactly. the, the pocket guy. Yeah. So you want to play that guy man to man and just blanket his receivers so that the line can get to him. And, and kind of, you know, the inverse to that situation, what are some quarterbacks that you guys have known over the years that have been great, but haven't been on winning teams? Cause well, we that are, was that, that. We already mentioned one, Dan Marino. Oh yeah. Dan well, Marino. Well, he was on winning teams, just not championships. Well, okay. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Championships basically is what I was. Okay. Then yeah. Marino's, in a sense. Marino's the poster child in that case. Yeah. Cause he went to that Super Bowl, And of course at that time, you know, it's like, well, it's no big deal. We lost. Albeit, you know, in many more of these, this yeah. was great. He was a rookie. Yeah. 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 It was his first year. Thinking he's going to. And never again. Yeah. Wow. And he was amazing. Dan Marino was so great to watch. I... Oh, he was a great quarterback. Another one is a University of Oregon grad that was a great quarterback. Fouts. Dan, Dan Fouts. Yep. Oh, yeah. Where did he play in the NFL? San Diego. Okay. His, his whole career, I think. His whole career in San Diego, yeah. and they never really went anywhere. Air Coriel, right? Wasn't that? They had that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's a great passer. Fouts and Man Marino. So those two guys were, yeah, man. And then, uh, so then you can Did look at guys. you feel bad for those kind of players? I mean, no. Just... Well, okay, here's who you feel bad for. <laughs> Steve Nash. I mean, you feel bad for Steve Nash. No. Winning a no. championship. I no. I feel bad for him. I guess in okay, the context of sports, I, yeah, fine. No, it's, it's Jim Kelly is the one that you feel the worst. Because he went to the Super Bowl four times. In a row. Jim Kelly? Yeah. Jim Kelly. Um, Great quarterback. Great. Okay. And very good teams. They lost the first one because their kicker shanked it. Scott Norwood. Yeah. That they had the, the fact game that you guys know the kicker's name. They had the, Oh dude, it was They had the game one. Yeah. What, what I don't even know the te- I don't even know I the teams. It, I like, think it was like, the Giants. I'm, well, I'm, Ace Ventura Pet Detective was based on Yeah. that oh. football game. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was the they just picked Dan Marino and the Dolphins instead of Jim Kelly cuz they could probably couldn't get him. <laughs> right. It yeah. It was too traumatic. Okay, so it wasn't the Dolphins. It was a different team. No, it was that Yeah, was, it was, yeah, that was fictitious. Right. But the whole idea of missing that that final field goal. Right. You know, to win the game. But Finkel is Reinhorn? Einhorn is Reinhorn is Finkel. So Einhorn is a man. <laughs> Einhorn is a man. <laughs> so the gun is digging into my hip. <laughs> sorry. No, it's good. It's good. But anyway, that's if you're gonna feel sorry for a quarterback, you know, and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. It's it's Jim Kelly. Jim and Kelly. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Kelly, Elway, Warren Moon, Ken O'Brien, that that class. Yeah, there was a quarterback class. That was regarded as the best ever. And I don't know if it's been usurped yet or not, but. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know so. who it would be other than maybe. No, I don't know. Who no, there were four or five Hall of Famers. <laughs> right. Warren but, Moon? Yeah. No, maybe Warren. No, I don't think Warren Moon. He was older no. than that. Yeah. No, Warren Moon's. But there's another there's another candidate for one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. It's garbage. <laughs> Warren Moon, you think? Garbage. Oh yeah. Well, okay. One of the greatest quarterbacks in Canadian football. Oh, no, no, you can have that because I don't care about. Now Canadians. we got to talk about Flutie. <laughs> Flutie, yeah. <laughs> Flutie flakes. Well, well, Warren Moon he's... went to University of Washington. So, oh, I so see. He's, he's garbage. I see. I see what you're saying there. Got, gar- gotcha. But okay. I mean, Warren Moon, and I never, you know, I didn't have any specific affinity for Warren Moon, but you know, he played for the Oilers, which was mm-hmm. an interesting team with Glanville and 
You know, oh yeah, Billy White shoes. John, uh, that might have been before him, but you know the uh, powder blue jerseys. Yeah, and who were those receivers he had? He had Duke. No, that was Miami. Anyway, I can't. I used to know all that stuff. I was a encyclopedia for a little while. Now I'm getting old and dumb. Yeah, yeah. You lose a certain amount. <laughs> you lose a step. So uh, another one, Fran Tarkington. Yeah, I never watched Fran Tarkington. He was just a ten seconds before my time. He was a blast to watch. Him and Staubach were like that era right before my time. Yeah, and Bob Greasy, and I mean, I know about all those guys because I watched NFL films <laughs> my whole childhood when it wasn't football season. Right, but Tarkington was a blast to watch because he's just this little guy. He wasn't very big. I think he was maybe six feet. Right. But he had a clock in his head like nobody I've ever seen. And he was, he was like one of those little water bugs because he would, he would run around back there and then he'd stop and look downfield. And you'd, you're watching it on TV and these, these huge guys are almost to him and they're like a, a half a second from grabbing him and crushing him to dust. And, and he's yelling at him in the throw, he spin, right? He spins out like he knew they were there. Yeah. And There's no way. Him. It's, it's like he had rearview mirrors. Yeah. He may have. It he was may the have. 70s. Yeah, I don't think that, yeah, they hadn't outlawed him at that point. He would spin out and run around and then stop again and look. Have you ever seen footage of Fran Tarkington? No. Oh, it's so fun. He was it's just a, amazing. You could go or you could YouTube it. It's really? A, it's everywhere. It's so okay. great. Yeah. Fran yeah, Tarkington. I've never even heard the name. Oh, but Fran Tarkington was just he Min- was, Minnesota quarterback. Yeah, he was the pride of Minnesota for, I don't know, until. Until Brett Favre. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, some of the players, but also the game has just drastically changed. And, you know, there's the obvious things that they've done to try to keep players from getting hurt because I think what happened is, you know, you go back to the early days and with Jim Brown was a great running back, but there were maybe two or three guys on the field that could run as fast as Jim Brown. So, and and he was big and could run. Right. So, there was no defensive lineman and pretty much no linebackers that could catch him. So if he got outside, you know, you're gone. Right. And not very many that could tackle him if they did. Wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't want to because he's got yeah. you by 40 pounds. But what has really changed is the speed of the game and the size. Now you have, you know, defensive linemen that are running down receivers and running down quarterbacks, running down, you know, pretty much everybody. The training is more the, compatible. Well, the, the like size of the guys. player can be mobile. It's insane. You know, now everybody's over 300 pounds on the line. Right. But you have guys that are 265 that are running, you know, four, four, five, forties, 40s. And, and they're 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. And it's just, Buckner. yeah, it's just amazing how big they are and how fast they are. And I think that had a lot to do with now, okay, now you have these huge bodies colliding and so many guys are getting hurt. Right. So all the changes that they've made in the rules to keep, from getting people hurt. Yeah, it does. It takes so anytime there's change and it takes away from something that you're used to enjoying. It's it's you feel like it's bad. But in this instance, I, yeah, I don't know how you could not really. No, I, mean, I so I, somebody was going to die. The athleticism was advancing in the game, you know, football, and that's what caused the injuries to increase because everyone's becoming more athletic. Everyone's becoming and it's more faster. powerful. It's more it's faster, and so yeah, that just increases that and makes it so that well you know some of the things that have changed and you know going back to the old days if you're a wide receiver the defensive back could hit you at any time as long as the ball wasn't in the air right so you would see i thought it was like five yards no that was later 
No, that's the new rule. Well, oh, okay. well, there's been a that rule. There's been a version of that rule for as long as the ball wasn't in the air. Twenty or... years or something like that. They did a recent one where there was no. They varied that rule. I remember when I was in, and maybe it wasn't NFL. Maybe I'm just remembering high school. But I remember when I was before high school and in high school, there was a five yard rule for check for for contact with the receiver. Okay, and that's early nineties. Well, yeah, but you guys are okay. That's a long time back for you. Yeah, it's not for me. I know. I'm now. I'm falling into the same trap. I exactly. That's yeah, that's the, it's the hey, Gen X Joe. and millennial thing here. <laughs> Joe, welcome. When I say I remember back when, I'm talking about the 70s and the 80s and you know the 60s, where yes, where there was no rule. So about how, that. how does the DB know when they're gonna stop? He does fucking with the wide receiver. Sorry, Alex. He doesn't. He uh, he knows he reads the receiver and he and when the receiver looks for the ball he stops putting his hands all over him theoretically well there's still yeah you know you can't hold them so you can't yeah. impede them so the holding was still there but like you're running down the sidelines let's say for example and a guy does an out and up and you're running five yards from from the sidelines the defensive back could just shove you out if he could stay with you and maintain position then you're screwed he could just you could just decide just to beat them with flat out speed exactly or well, or, or moves. Yeah. You can imagine if you're if you're a wide receiver, you know this is happening. So you're yeah. watching this guy, and if he goes to hit you and misses, you're wide open. Right, that's true. You There's play, a touchdown. You play to the rules. It I was mean, well, really. exactly, and, and that was dictated by the technique of not getting smoked. <laughs> right, you know. But then again, it, you had the the situations of going over the middle. It's nothing anymore. But it used to be that was a, a kind of a badge of courage for a wide receiver, is that he's willing to go over the middle. Yeah. And that's because safeties were there to kill you. Oh, yeah. And I've seen some brutal hits. Yeah. Oh, Steve Atwater and, and uh, Ronnie. I'll go back L to Jack Tatum. Ronnie Lott, Jack Tatum. The, you know, the, and he was a missile. Chuck Cecil. He was a yeah, high tower. They would just kill you. And you know, if you were brave enough to go over the middle and big enough to withstand that kind of hit or quick enough to get out of the way. Yeah then you survived. But that's that's what football was. Now, I'm not saying it's better back then. Yeah. Because I, you know, it would scare me to death if I had, you know, a child well, the rules, that was playing with that. The rules were adapted to the players and to the skill or to the speed or to whatever it was. I mean, it, it well, was... Well, I think, yeah, I think in, in a lot of respects, it was adapted because you want more offense. Definitely. So... You know, okay, let's. We're not going to hit the receivers anymore. You got five yard cushion, like you talked about. I feel like that's that's the underlying fact, like the the what they were trying to press. You know, with all these rules, was making the game safer. Well, it's certainly the cynical view. Some would say safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to claim that the NFL is only interested in money, fine. Yeah, that's your opinion. I don't know that you're going to get a lot of support there. But you know, that's that's one of the things that has changed. You know. And that contact beyond five yards, but you still had the collisions over the middle. If you got there at the same time as the ball, because once the ball is in the air and the ball is caught, then that non-contact was out the window. Right. But if you touch it, you're done. You can be. Like yes. You, you, you can be, you know, they can touch you. They can tackle you. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. At out. that point, you know, it's it's in recent years that they've changed and said, okay, you, you can't hit a defensive, defenseless player. That is recent. That is recent. So they determined that if a guy jumps in the air Catches going across it. the middle, you're hit, not hitting him to keep him from catching that pass. You're keeping him from wanting to ever do that again. Right. 
And that was the mindset is that, okay, if you're going to jump in the air and I don't, you're not going to catch that ball, but I'm going to hit you in the ribs. So the next time you're not going to reach. It was, you know, it was part of football. Mind games is a huge part of sports. Of course. I mean, in any way, and you want to try to get in the other team's head in any way that you possibly can uh, within the rules. You know, that that is almost almost the like the mission of you as a team. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. all of these things, you know, all of these things were going on. And you had the situation where, okay, we're going to change this because for health issues, uh, we're gonna we're gonna change this to create more offense to protect players. They went a little crazy with protecting quarterbacks. They did for a while there because we kept talking about you know like we were saying there aren't that many good quarterbacks. Yeah, and you and know when a couple get injured in the season, then <laughs> well, what are and they do you know they've expanded the number of games that you play. They expanded the number of wild card teams that are in it. They've expanded things so you know now they're playing from September to February. And so they're asking so much more of the players. Yep. And some of the things they've done, like with practices, they eliminate hitting, they eliminate tackling. You pretty much can't do any of that. There's only a certain amount of time you can practice. I, I remember when I played in high school, daily triples, yeah. no problem. Oh yeah. The hell week at the beginning of the season. Was yeah. Like, I mean, daily that? doubles. I got to the point, you know, you just, you, you try to get into some kind of shape before football starts. Of course it never helped. No. It never mattered. No. And you go and practice football. I would get home and sit in a chair. I'd have to have people help me out of the yeah. chair. Three a days, two at, a days. At sixteen years old. Dang, I was so sore. There's no way. And you put the stuff on, and you you walk out onto the field, and you go, okay, I have to run around to the other side of the field just to get this soreness to a point where I can function. Yeah. And you force yourself to run and move your arms and do all of this, and then you start feeling better and you feel fine. Yeah. And then you go home. And, you know, an hour you're after dead. you're home, you can't get out of the chair again. Yeah. That's but, football. But also when you're 15, then, you know, three weeks into that, which is the goal, then you're not, you don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. And now you can, you know, you can hustle. Go your, play on Friday night. Exactly. And, and not have a. And not die in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Not have a headache afterwards. Well, and the other thing the NFL used to be, and, and one of the things that's really changed is money. Yeah. And how much these guys make. Because again, when I say back in the day, I'm talking about back in the 60s and the 70s, you had, with the exception of just a few of the NFL players, guys would have to have a you know summer job. Yeah, an off-season job. You know, they'd go sell cars or furniture or, or something or and you know they, they're not making enough money, you know, where they're buying the big houses and five cars and, and never having to work again. Yeah. So you had players that played years after they probably should have retired right and destroyed their bodies to build the league you know it's just it's it's kind of amazing when you look back at that and that's one of the pet thing peeves i have with the current players they feel so entitled and they need to look back at the people that built this league you know it's funny you you talk about that because during this season the nfl or sorry the nba has actually reduced the preseason so that during the season, there will not be any teams playing four games in five nights. It will not be happening during the NBA this season. So it's it's something that has changed, and they're, they're trying to develop the league so that it's easier on the players. And it was funny because I watched an interview with Shaquille O'Neal, and he was saying that 
you know, Bill Russell and, you know, uh, Larry Bird and all these great players that have, you know, battled through that, you know, it was enough for them. You know, they were able to get through it and that it was something he was like, it's, it's a crutch, you know, you know, they're, why are they doing this? Well, the entitlement of the current athletes. Yeah. And we, you know, we've talked about that on multiple different levels and, you know, a lot of topics kind of all slide into that at some point right? when you're talking about sports. But, you know, now the, you know, the guy on the practice squad is, you know, what, making $450,000? Right. I don't know, but yeah, something. Yeah. You know, more than me. The league minimum is, is just ridiculous. And everybody is, you know, multimillionaires. And then you get the elites and, you know, the $200 million contracts. But like we talked about last week, one of the things about the NFL is that they have a portion of your contract is guaranteed, but not all of it. Right. The safety nets. <clears throat> yeah, so, it's not like baseball. I heard I heard last week's episode, which I love, by the way. Good oh, job. Thanks. But yeah, you're right. It's it's the NFL's a little different in that regard. You gotta be there and you gotta be playing or else you don't get paid. Right. And you have to justify the money. And, you know, again, we touched on a little bit last week. It allows teams to not be encumbered with these ridiculous contracts that that they can never get away from. So it allows teams to rebuild. So you get worst to first situations. Right. And, you know, the NFL right now, okay, we've got a new season. Who's it going to be? Exactly. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of hope for a lot of different teams. Exactly. You know, there's very few teams that, that look at it right now and go, the, okay, we're, you know, the Jets. Okay. They may not win a game. And you can look at, you know, Cleveland, but you're looking at some franchises that have been really kind of down and bad for quite a while. Right. You know, there's a lot of other teams. You know, what are the Panthers going to be? You know, because they, you know, with McCafferty, throw it in, you know, yeah. with with Cam Newton and, you know, what they were two years ago as opposed to what they were last year. Yeah. One of the teams that, that I'm excited about is Tennessee Titans because of Marcus Mariota. I agree with that. And I like the things that they've done. They've added some players to to that team some they've given him some offense but they've they've spent some money on uh offensive line which to me it all comes down to your lines d-line and yep, offensive that's line. that's where it all starts and to protect a quarterback like that who is to me one of the elite quarterbacks of the future oh yeah he's well he be. certainly seems like he could be yeah he's right up there another team that that has actually gotten some buzz and um is one that actually is in hbo's hard knocks is uh, actually a rivaling quarterback to Mariota oh, and James yeah. Winston in, yeah, in the, the Buccaneers. Bucks. Yep, the Bucks. They're uh, yeah, they got a lot. You're right. They got a lot of press right now. They have a lot of a lot of weapons. If you look at their wide receiver core, you know, with Deshaun Jackson and Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. You know, and 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 then you know, obviously oh, the, Jameis is Mr. Shoveoff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, that's that's, exactly. the one. that's yeah. who we're talking about. Um, you know, Jameis, and and you know, I, he's got his skill in what he does. Obviously, he's. I don't compare him to Marietta. I think Marietta's better. You know, obviously, there sure wasn't a Rose Bowl. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> well, that was actually one, one of the that was one of the questions when you guys brought this topic up today that I thought about was, you know, who continues to progress at the next level quarterback position you know, the future stars of the league, the Mariotas, the Jameis Winstons, the Derek Carr, Cam Newton, you know, Cam Newton, I guess is, 
Cam Newton and Andy Dalton are both now roughly the same time in the league. They're they're yeah. almost veterans, so they are veterans. Yeah, right. Well, and the so, Matt yeah. Ryan's and well, Matt Ryan's for sure a bet a veteran. But yeah. I'm talking about who's the next who's young, the next one coming like, up, like the next. You know, because Manning's gone, in, Brady's almost gone. Even Aaron Rodgers is in. I think now, in Minnesota, you like. Uh, you like uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater? I think Bridgewater actually is. I didn't. Be I didn't put him down on my list, but that's a good call, Teddy well, Bridgewater. Dak Prescott. 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 Of Prescott, course. Of course. He's, he's the he's the front runner because he had such a great season last right, year. Right, and I don't know about this season with well, Ezekiel see, Elliott would, and well, yeah. the sh- stuff he's been into. Right, and that's the NFL. Right, you and know? I actually don't have the Cowboys uh, returning to represent the East. No, I don't. Huh? And that's the interesting thing about football. And that's the interesting thing about the NFL is that we follow this pretty closely. And I can tell you pretty much with baseball or with basketball, you can have, there's a handful of teams that are really even going to have a chance. Yeah. But in football, you, we could come up with 10 teams right now that could, that could easily be in the the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. And then there's another five that if things start going their way, the way that, you know, the Panthers did not last year, but the year before sure. everything went their way. Sure. Yeah. And football is such, you know, it's an oblong ball and, you know, <laughs> it a, bounces weird. It's the perfect ball to, to, to that game. Yes. So yeah, you never know how the ball is going to bounce or, or what's going to happen. That's yeah. great. Or what teams are going to do. You know, I mean, you look at the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, but they don't win the Super Bowl last year. If Atlanta if the horrible things that happened to Atlanta and the bad decisions and bad plays and, and just the meltdown that they had. Right. And the, yeah, the breaks, the, br- the, yeah, the, the crazy breaks. perfect storm that had to occur. Exactly. As a result of Patriots. Belichick's deal with the devil that he clearly made. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. yeah. Or Brady. Belichick is the devil. <laughs> oh, then Brady's deal with the Brady devil. Means yeah. The devil. Exactly. But yeah, it just, it's, it, that's the fun thing about it yeah. is, is that, you don't know who's going to have that season. You don't, and, and, and you can just break it down to the point of the Super Bowl. Every single game is that way, with, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Like you, you can't don't know who's turn gonna... away. You, I mean, as a fan, when my team's losing, all I want to do is turn off the game. And yeah. I do sometimes. But then you realize. And then that five seconds t- later, I turn it back on because anything could happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. 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 That's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, and, and there, there are just so many different things that factor into it, you know, and obviously injuries play a big part and you try to keep everybody healthy and teams will just, you know, get inundated with, you know, injuries and key players that they're losing week after week or maybe one position, or which is even worse. Well, yeah, there's, there's always that, but that's just the ignorance of players. But it yeah. happens more. It seems to be happening more. It yeah. seems to be, it's not nearly as common as an injury, but it's a factor. Like you have to it's actually much more worry. these days because of social media. Right. You have to of, worry about it. Like it, cameras are everywhere. So you, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of teams have those jackasses on their squad that they have to worry about. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> I think Alex can handle jackass. No, he's, he's all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a donkey, Adam. Yeah, right. Uh, that, uh, you know, you got to worry about each year. In, in the Bengals case, I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah. It's the Vontez Burfix and the Adam Joneses of the world that yeah. I have to. Now, frankly, I wish Adam Jones would take himself out of the picture because I hate yeah. him. And he's yeah. not that, that good anymore. And he's not that good. He not anymore. He used to be good, but he's Pac-Man. not anymore. But, he was good. But Burfix. That Burfick, was the terrible part about it. Yeah. If Burfix got out of his own way, 
he would be a very good linebacker, but well, I don't I don't foresee that happening. No. And and he has that special ability, which he did in the playoffs a few years ago, of actually losing a game for you. Totally blew the whole thing up. It's the you know, everybody on the team is playing and everybody's playing well and And we have and, a special hate for him because well, of Arizona AS, State. Arizona State. Yeah, but you yeah. don't even need that. Like you really No, don't. not for him. No. But if you're a Bengals fan and oh my gosh, that game and it, he could have done anything. Is that like other the, than what he did? He could have like, just laid down yeah. with the snap is of the he ball. Now the Cubs fan that dro- like yes. grabbed the. He's, he's the Bengals version of Bartman. Yeah, yeah. It, except for it wasn't the Super Bowl, but uh, the Cubs wasn't the World Series. So no, it was, no, it was playoffs. There's yeah. still playoffs. Yeah. So yes, yeah. to answer your question, absolutely, totally. That's, that's totally what he is. Man, yeah. that was horrible. I hope he never him well gets over that. The only thing that saves him from being the the hundred percent scapegoat was the fact that. Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball. <laughs> well, things went bad from there, but yeah. the defense gets gets off the off the field right there if he doesn't and make it's that over. play. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, over all of that, that is in the past. How is Cincinnati going to be this year? Well, I'm I got a couple of thoughts about that and and I'm excited on very few levels. I'm concerned a little. Well, I'll just run it down. All right. So, the Bengals, the way I feel about them is I love AJ Green and I love Tyler Eifert. Oh, of course. And those two guys are absolutely my favorite players in the league. AJ Green, I think, is the best <clears throat> wide receiver in the league. Well, I mean, I'll give it up to Julio Jones and and uh, there's a couple other guys. Yeah, in, in there, there are. But Watkins. Yeah, but I'll I'll uh, <laughs> but I'll put I'll put AJ Green in that conversation. But I just like him as a player. He's quiet. Yeah. He's good. He's, you know, he doesn't annoy me, essentially. And Eifert's the same. Uh, I like Andy Dalton, don't love, and I like Marv Lewis, and I like the Bengals' young DBs. They've so got a couple. with the issues we've talked about with the quarterbacks in the NFL, would you, I mean, obviously, are you okay with the quarterback situation? Yes, I am. I don't know where they would go realistically. Of course, I wish we had Tom Brady you, or you know, Aaron Rodgers yeah. or something. Yeah, right. But Marcus Mariota. All things considered, <laughs> You know, given their options, yeah. I think that Dalton is their best option. Can he win a Super Bowl yes, for you? Of course he can. He's no Brian Hoyer. He's not a Trent Dilfer. <laughs> He's not a Brad Johnson. He's better than those guys. So yeah. if the rest of the team were good enough, of course he could win. A Super. He's actually... Totally. He's he's good enough. Yes, better than Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, he's. He, I would classify him in that group of decent quarterbacks. Yes, of serviceable quarterbacks. You know, the Alex Smiths. That, you know, they will... If the rest of the team is good enough, they can win it. Absolutely. They're right. not going to stop night. you. They're yeah, not going to exactly. be... They're, they're not, not going to get in your way. Right. So what I'm concerned a little bit about is their offensive line now and their supporting receivers. Those guys aren't... I'm not impressed what I've seen in red, what little bit I've seen in red there. Yeah. They just... And I'm only going off of, you know, I haven't had a lot of time. I told you guys earlier off the mics that I don't have a lot of time to look at stuff, but what I have looked at suggests that that's a concern and I... I hate that. And I, I hate the that line concern. Hasn't that yeah. been a, a rough spot for Cincinnati when it comes to the off? I feel like Andy Dalton has just been on the ground a lot. No. Uh, in the past, with Andy Dalton and Carson Palmer before that, the, the Bengals have had a, a great offensive oh, line. Oh, okay. Frank, yeah. Well, they, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's okay. <We're laughs> Why would you? <laughs> it's the Bengals. <laughs> so, That's all right. We're, we're used to that. And then I'm worried sick, like I already said, about uh, Adam Jones and Vontez Perfect because they are, they are a tinderbox and they're a cancer. Both of those guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, Pac-Man Jones has been for a long time. 
So I'm surprised he's even in the league. I can't believe he's again their starting corner this year. Yeah. I've just looked up the roster today. So my overall feeling is, I'm I've got some things to be happy about, but I'm, there's too many questions. And my prediction is that they'll be third in the division and have an outside outside shot at a wild card, if that division's very good. Obviously, yeah. All right. So well, there you go, the Bengals. Damn, the in Bengals. a nutshell, according to TJC. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, folks. You know, now, well, place, I did take notes. The 49ers, place, place your bets accordingly. Now, yes. the 49ers have a very interesting trajectory going into this season. Yeah, that's what I'm more on. interested in. Is And so I'd like to know your perspective on... Damn it, Steve. There we go. I got a sip left. 49ers this year. Let's go, Steve. I like that they made some changes. Trent Baalke, I think, was killing him. Who's Trent Baalke? He was the GM okay. for years. He's the one that ran Harbaugh out the door. Okay. And... Who's the new GM? Lynch. Lynch. John Lynch. Oh, nice. So he has no experience as a GM. He's a player. He was a very cerebral player. So he really knows the game. And then he was an analyst, a TV analyst for a long time. They hired him. I like the guy. Uh, I like some of the moves that he's made. But what they need there is they need consistency. Because they've had four head coaches in the last four years. Four staffs in the last four years. And they've so gone he from can do whatever he needs to do, whatever he does this year. It doesn't matter as long as he stays there and it's consistent. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you hope they, you know, Kyle Shanahan was hired as the coach and he was the offensive coordinator at Atlanta last year yeah. and blamed for some of the meltdown play calling. Yeah. in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. But that's a different topic. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like both of them. Uh, I like some of the things that they did. They're definitely trying to build a defense. Yeah. Nine, their last nine first round picks have all been on the defensive side. And a lot of defensive line, right? The last three years, it's been three defensive linemen. I like that. Two from Oregon and one from Stanford. So they're yeah. all Pac 12 guys. And you love that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, Armstead and Buckner, I think, are solid. I think DeForest Buckner is going to be a star. Yep. And unfortunately, hurt right now. Solomon Thomas is is really a good player. So, you know, and they have some veterans that they've thrown in there. They really got hurt with linebacker with with retirement and with injuries. With injuries. Retirement was the big one. Who did they still have last year? Did they they didn't still have Bowman, did they? Well, he blew his Achilles last year. Who, was that what it was? Who yeah. was the the linebacker that retired that sh like way early? They shouldn't have. Oh, right. There was a guy that was like um, 2 or 3 years in or something. Because it was right around the same time. Um, yeah, not Patrick Willis retired. That we, that we lost Patrick Willis, Willis retired. It started with a B. Yeah. Uh, all I can think of is Breland. And, no. It's, but it's something like that. Yeah, yeah he was he was out of Bollard the, or something. I don't know. Out of the Big Ten. Yeah. And yeah, he, he played his rookie year because of the retirement and the injury. I, I remember him being good. He was, he, yeah, he was pretty decent. He was at Wisconsin or, or Ohio State, one of those. Yeah. Uh, played one year and decided to retire. And, and you know, so, okay, now it, you really get killed from what you expected because you expected Willis to play a few more years. Borland. Borland. Chris Borland. Borland. Yep. Chris Borland. So, you know, and then the, the, the horrible injuries that Navarro Bowman has had. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. the So glad to have him back this year. They've drafted some safeties. Number one, Eric Reed. Yep. Uh, that was a big one. That was huge. Yeah. He's been great. He's been solid. I mean, in the, in the few beginning years that he's been in the league, I mean, as as a, yeah. Yeah, but he's been in the league now for, I think, four or five years. So, well. but yeah, they've, they've 
put a lot into their defense. Yeah. And they've lost some cornerbacks. They've had some some players not play. And again, it goes back to Balky because some of the the cornerbacks that he drafted, you know, and you figure you get a cornerback in the third, fourth, fifth round, they should be players. They yeah. should be able to play. I think we got lucky with with the running back position right when Gore was on his way out, you know, uh, being able to have a, a another running back come in that was powerful and could run through people and yeah. just be a no, I, solid yeah. I think that I think that, you know, the running backs, you know, quarterback is, is definitely hurt. Right. Because, you know, Kaepernick was, you know, they, they got rid of Smith. So Kaepernick was the guy. Right. And I really felt like Kaepernick fell off tremendously. Well, as we talked earlier, it was a lot of the coaching and, and, and the players that were around him that made him successful and what he did. Yeah. So not having a quarterback, you know, there there's some issues with the team. What we need, again, is we need consistency. Uh, I think that they will be better this year. I think that the defense will be better. It's going to be hard not to be better this year. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> we had a pretty terrible year last year. Well, yeah, 2-14. and 14. Yep. It classifies. <laughs> that was hard to watch. Classifies it being a bad year. You know, I think that maybe I'm, I'm happy if they get to 500. Yeah. You know, if they can go 8-8. Eight and eight, it shows progress. I think that's all that anyone wants to see. Right. They want to see their team getting better and uh, making moves that work out. And you know. well, I think in a lot of ways, the team kind of quit. They, they never really were behind Chip Kelly. I don't no. think he ever had a chance. No. So who, uh, sorry, I'm sure you said it. Who's the new coach? Uh, Kyle, uh, Shanahan. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, okay. You did say it. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know anything about him either. Well, I well mean, other, other than, than the fact that last Super Bowl, him you know, being blamed for he's, kind of snowballing what happened. Sure. Right, right. Some of the play calling, he's yeah. getting yeah. blamed for that. But he was he had a great season with Atlanta. But what, where was totally. he before that? Do you remember? Well, he, he was in Atlanta for a couple years. Was before he? that, he was in Cleveland. Okay. He didn't ever have a head, head gig before, no. has he? No, this is his first. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Shanahan name is a... Oh, it's a big it, one. Yeah, it's a big one. So right. I, I couldn't remember. I know his name has been around. I'm sure he worked for his dad for on several of those. Hmm. But yeah, he's been kind of one of the up and coming guys. He's considered a, you know, an offensive genius. Uh, I like, like Chip the, Kelly. I like the defensive staff that they put together. Well, except kind of, Shanahan has always been that in in the NFL. Chip Kelly was totally that for the college world, but not necessarily for the NFL. Right. So the the innovative way of of running a you know a pro offense. Yeah. So I, I just hope that they're like you say they just get better that they compete. Right. They have some players, but they're they are short quite a few. Yeah. Uh they're kind of marginal at tight end. They're definitely marginal at wide receiver. Uh there's really no one pretty marginal at quarterback. And yeah, Brian Hoyer is not what I would consider. Yeah, it's tough to hang your hopes on that guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's a game manager if the rest of the team played well that okay, you could win some games. So I've heard a lot of talk about you know, the, the relationship between Kyle Shanahan and, uh, cousins. And there's, you know, he's a free agent next year. They're talking a lot about him possibly coming over. What do you think about cousins being quarterback for the 49ers? Better than Hoyer. Yeah. It's so hard anymore. Yeah. Because as you know, as we've talked about, you look at all of these guys, 
And the number one overall pick, you know, last year, Jared Goff. Right. And I don't think he's very good. Now, we'll see this year if they can do anything with him. They're trying to with the Rams. talk him up, yeah, for sure. But I never thought he was all that good. So I'm slow on the draw, but Shanahan has been an offensive coordinator since 2008. Texans, Redskins, Browns, Falcons, Niners. Okay. So two, they count the Niners this year as him being the offensive coordinator and head coach. Oh, okay. Coach. okay. I was, okay. was going to yeah, say is. him being yeah. the Niners. No, it, was Washington. it was Washington. I knew it was a, an NFC East team. It was Washington, not not. Not the yeah, Giants. I, I remember that now too, being Washington. And that's that's the with RG three or something. And then before no, that's that, the Cousins. Oh, okay. Before yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. uh, with the Texans. It looks like he had a lot of a good three year run with them. He ended up as their offensive coordinator before he went to the Redskins, but he started with them as a receivers coach. And then before that, his coaching career consisted of being with the Bucks as an offensive quality control coordinator, oh, yeah. whatever the hell that means. <laughs> and then he was at UCLA as a grad assistant is what they have here. So he's, you know, that's the trajectory that, that he's been on. So this is his opportunity. Yeah. yeah. He's young. He's fresh. He's, they gave him in five year, six year, six year contract, him and Lynch, uh, six year contracts. And they tried to get two people that could work together because of the fiascos they'd had with bulky. Yeah. And his inability to work with anybody. Right. That was awesome. So you're looking for with the Niners, you guys are looking for, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but this is, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you guys are looking for a good, you know, improvement. I hate rebuilding year, but a good positive inertia, essentially. The, well, I mean, really anything can be a positive inertia for what we but had But what last you'd year, like but... to see is a good solid draft. You feel good about that, right? Right. No, we do. Right. Yeah, the draft. Some of the players stepping up. I, I want our defense to kind of establish itself so you know we don't have a lot of of games that we're blown out of right right and an offense that you know the offensive line maybe some of the guys step up that they've drafted i want defenses to beat our offense not How about our a offense good to running beat itself game. a good running game is a good indicator of a, of a solid offensive line right so yeah. Uh, yeah you know i want us to have a decent running game I, I like williams i think he's a really quality back the kid that they drafted out of utah do that. What? What was the other guy? Gosh, dang it! Who's the guy they had the last couple of years that was supposed to be their workhorse? Yeah, we were talking about it a minute ago. Neither Sorry. one of us could come up with the name. Oh, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. Yeah, there I, you go, Hyde. So is he still there? Yeah, so he, yeah, he's still there. Oh he's, yeah. If he can stay healthy, that guy's. I'm impressed with him. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a beast. So yeah, they could. You know, again, they they could get to a point of being. I heard you say 500. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a reasonable expectation. Yeah. Know? Okay, good. Because the division, the Rams are better than they used to be. But again, they have to deal with the Jared Goff thing. Who's Jared Goff? I, that, he was the Cal quarterback that was the number one overall draft pick two years ago. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't. Carson Wentz was number two. Sure. And he went and started playing for Philadelphia and turned out to be decent. And Jared Goff, they tried him a couple times, but he's horrible. He's not good. You don't, No, you... I, I never liked him. He was a Cal. Okay, well, that's like saying he was at Washington. That you may be no, a no, tad I, biased. No, no. I think I think you said Aaron Rodgers was a piece of crap at one point. So, oh, absolutely not. All right. So no, well, they've got Washington's Goff. a totally different thing. What I've heard about what little again I've heard about L.A. the Rams. What I've heard about the Rams is uh, that 
Specifically, I talked about Rich Eisen before. He seems to be over the moon about their new coach, who's a kid. Yeah, I think he's, what, 17? Be 18 <laughs> I, next I, month? I think he's actually 30. Yeah, like, he's, yeah, he's the youngest coach in the league. Ever, right? Yeah, something like but, that. But Eisen loves him. And now this is from a point of a you know a broadcaster, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily go to Eisen when when I really want to know when you're looking for coaching analysts, what's going on, uh, analytics, yeah. But you know, Seattle is going to be good still this year, and the Cardinals are good. So the conference is are they? The conference is you know it's not what it used to be. It used to be that they were automatic wins when you played against pretty much anybody in the oh, NFC right. West. The, the decent team in the NFC West was the shoe in for, you know, six victories that year. Well, yeah, they actually were one of the examples when you look at teams with a losing record making the playoffs. Yeah, because they went seven and nine. Yeah. Because they won one game outside their division. so they And it was Seattle, and they ended up playing New Orleans, who was 12 and four. Something like that. I heard you talking about it on last week's show. It was... yeah. Was, and and so New Orleans had to travel to Seattle, and Seattle won the game, and they said, okay, well, that, that's why right. it was okay that they made the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they can win a home game where they call it the 13th or the 12th man or whatever. But Yeah. It's, yeah I hate all things Seattle. <laughs> so, okay, so that's our teams. Even the Space Needle? Yes. Pike's Market. Go so, throw some fish. So the other things I had that I thought about just with the league in general that I was curious about and interested in was – well, first of all, my favorites, you want to do that? You want to say who do you think your favorites are? Because I have them. Sure. AFC, I'm going, it's not, I'm not going real bold here. I go New England, Pittsburgh, unfortunately, because I already said that I thought the Bengals would finish third. Tennessee, to your point. Yeah. And I like Kansas City in the West. And I don't know if you guys are give a rit, rat's ass about the AFC West, but it's particularly interesting this year because of the Raiders, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly would go with Kansas City. Yeah, I and I think the pundits pick Kansas City not anywhere near the top, but I am such an Andy Reid fan, and forgive me if he got fired this offseason and I don't know about it. But No, he's still there. <laughs> and the stability, again, one of the things that I think is, is really a detriment for Oakland is what they're doing. Yeah. So they're moving to Las Vegas, but they're not moving until for two years. Right. So now they're in Oakland, so they're still the – Oakland Raiders, but they're the Las Vegas Raiders, but they're the Oakland Raiders. So come and, you know, come and cheer for us and fill the stands and spend all of this money going to football. But we're leaving, by the way. Right. F you guys. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, so, it's monumental. It's something that I mean, and in, in it's happened before for sure. Teams have moved, but has it happened in a, in a way where this is teams kind of have that nostalgia where they have been Raiders fans for so long or. You know, they've they've been there. I don't know how many Raiders fans there are out there, but a bunch. Well, yeah, they're more they, than there should be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, no, they you know, it gives them a chance to to kind of hang on to what they had, I guess. In a but sense. no franchise has moved and stayed. Yes, I'm saying it's brand new to that situation. But well, no franchise has ever moved to Vegas, so Right. But no franchise has declared that they're gonna move and then said, But we're gonna stay here for two years. Is that because of the stadium? Right, there's no stadium, and it's yeah, it's it's all kind of. We have to watch ballers because yeah, right. the Rock is figuring out how he's going to get they're, a team to to Vegas. Exactly. Oh, is he working it out? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's good. working it out. So I think that they're waiting for him to work it out on the HBO show Ballers, <laughs> so that we so can they can actually move the team. On. Yep. So that smart, makes that's, sense. That's smart, shrewd, shrewd yeah. planning. Yeah. Well, the, Raider, the Raiders are notorious. For it that. is the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he will be president in four years. So Dwayne Johnson. Three years. Yeah. So uh, the other uh, interesting things I had, or, or I'll finish off the NFC. I go, sorry, Seattle, but we already talked about you guys don't have tons of high hopes anyway. So I mean, Seattle can just, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I guess you can make an argument for the Cardinals, but other than that, I don't see, unless you're going out way out on a limb, you know, then you then you could call somebody else. I think Hoyer's gonna be great. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, I would love to see it. That's what it's all about. But <laughs> and then Green Bay, Atlanta, and uh, I alluded to it earlier. The Giants is who I'm picking in the East. I don't think the Cowboys are too much. They're just too Giants too much pick, drama. Didn't man. the Giants pick yeah. up another big wide receiver other than Beckham? Don't they? Uh, not else? sure. I don't know a lot about it. I just know that the Giants are the most stable team in that division. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. To back to your point about stability. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think it really is. And, you know, you, you look at franchises and again, you know, getting into the NFL and talking about the fact that you can go worst to first, but I think you, you need some things to happen, but the stability of teams is what really shows in recent years. I really see that if you get that quarterback that year in and year out, you don't have to worry about. You look at Green Bay, and Green Bay has been a flawed team in recent years. Sure, specifically defensively. Yeah, but still they're always in it. Yep. And if a couple things bounce the right way, they can win a Super Bowl. And why is that? It's the stability of their franchise, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's McCarthy and Rodgers. Exactly. The same way. Belichick and Brady. Yep. Right. And so that's what you hope for in the the Yankees. Wow. Woo! Who's quarterback of the Yankees right now? That's an interesting <laughs> perspective. Well, they have one of the best tight ends in the league, oh, and Aaron Judge. Oh, this could take a turn. <laughs> but that's what the 49ers has had for years was that stability. Yeah. You know, through the Bill Walsh and, you know, George Seifert and, you know, a lot of those years, they had that stability. Well, and frankly, as much as I hate to admit it, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the same thing in, in the AFC East. Absolutely. You know what I yeah. mean? They're just the the jugger not juggernaut but the uh, what 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 am i looking for the uh perennial contender right because they they're not making those knee jerk moves they're not uh, erratic you know it, and again i the 49ers because i i really don't care about pittsburgh so i'm <laughs> going to change it back <laughs> when eddie debardlo ran the team yeah and with the yorks which is his sister's husband where the yorks came in and now it's ned york who's the son or Jeb York, Jeb Ned, I don't know, like Bushes, there's yes. too many of them. I agree. But anyway, so you have that instability because they're making all these knee-jerk reactions and, and oh, let's bring this guy. Well, let's do this. Let's, well, let's get another coach. Well, that didn't work. Let's do this again. And the lack of stability just destroys a franchise. It's actually, despite the, the Bengals' sort of barely above average performance over the last decade, I do like their their ownership and their coaching. I like yeah. Marv Lewis and I, they've, they have been solid there and it's why they've been to the playoffs for, you know, six of the last nine years or whatever it ended up being five of the last eight or something. Well, and we talked last week about change and change can be exciting. And our two teams, the ducks and the 49ers big changes. have big changes, totally new staffs, right? Totally new everything. But there is, there is something about change that is inherently scary as well because you don't know what it's going to be. The unknown is always scary. And if all of a sudden they fall on their face, then what do you do? Right. Right. So you have to have that commitment. The floor is much lower in in those situations. Yeah. You know, if they aren't the people that you thought they were as far as the coaching staff. 
but I think you have to stay with them. I don't think there's any way that the, the Ducks, no matter what kind of season they have, are going to make any major moves. They can't blow it up again next no, year. No, they, they can't. The 49ers are And either. the 49ers won't either. Right. So you hope for progress. That's what we you know, have been talking about the last couple of weeks is... Jumping on the 76ers bandwagon. Trust the process. Yeah. Keeps going back to basketball, man. We know what Adam loves. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can, I can relate to. Well, all right. So, what's what's your thought about the Niners? Like in a nutshell, what what's your grand hope, Adam? Well, uh, you know, I think my dad summed it up with saying that I would love them to be five hundred. Okay, honestly, I like I, that. I, I like I, that as a goal. I I think that it's reasonable. Um, I think that they're they're going to be. I mean, injuries. Uh, hopefully, barring it's it's going to be a good season with progression and just getting better on both ends of the of the field and i think that uh hopefully we're able to kind of settle into an identity and like having you know our our quarterback head coach and and gm situation kind of flourish and and just kind of get better i like that i like the i like the realistic goals because lonnie lonnie god bless him oh yeah every year bangle or bangles bears are going to the super bowl not necessarily, but oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mitch Trubisky is going to be the greatest quarterback <laughs> actually, ever to play. I actually haven't talked to him this year, so he may not be. We'll see. He he actually, I'm being unfair, but the point is, is that so many fans are, and why not? Why not be the sky is the limit at the beginning of yeah. the season? But don't be so crushed when it doesn't happen. So setting those realistic goals and wanting your franchise as a whole to progress is and. I only know this because I've been a Bengals fan right. for yeah. so many years. It's watching those incremental improvements each year and the number one draft picks pan out instead of flail, flame out. That's as a, that's so great. As a fan, it's okay. As a, as a player, as, as a coach, everyone needs to be focused on a championship. Yeah, every year. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, exactly. But again, what you're saying, and, and Adam, what you were saying is absolutely true, that you can't expect it to happen overnight. You have to have a progression. And either you're getting better or you're getting worse. I heard Taggart say that the other day, the new Oregon coach. Mm -hmm. Either you're getting better or you're getting worse. There ain't no third direction. Yeah. You know, you're not going to stay the same. So you want to be moving forward. And small increments, okay. I don't know that I want Bengal increments. No, you don't. You know, I don't I don't want to still be looking for a Super Bowl. And I, have you guys ever won one? No. No, okay. damn Niners. <laughs> Icky Woods. I remember that game. Well, and Brody before that. Uh, well, Icky Woods was the 88. Yeah. But uh, 81 was fell victim. 88 fell victim to Montana to Taylor. Mm -hmm. And then 81 was, I didn't. I don't remember it much, but it was Brody. It was the quarterback of the John Niners. Brody. Yeah. Anyway. But again, you know, you want that increments, you know, of getting better, of progression. Progression of each one of the players getting better and then adding through the draft and realistically if you know what you're doing to me you can take a team like the 49ers that were two and 14 last year and within three years i think that you can make them a contender sure with the draft with the, keeping the players that you've got some free agency pickups evaluating your you know your personnel and then good coaching and good quarterback play exactly yeah that's you're right and then, that's what's exciting about you know if you're uh, i'll I'll go to the Bengals again because the, the way I feel is, yes, I expect my honest assessment is they don't have a great shot to finish first. But I wouldn't be surprised 
if they get rolling. They have a quality coaching staff. Dalton's good enough. We've talked about that. They could absolutely make a run. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's no chance they could make a run. I don't. If you're asking me to make a prediction, I say it's the Steelers, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see the Bengals make a run. I'd be shocked if I on, saw on a very like high end of ceiling of what you think the the Bengals could do. Where would they be at? Super Bowl for sure. It's Super Bowl. You think they the, could get absolutely? There? They. That's my point. Is that they are the kind of team right now where they've got a good solid base and a and a high floor. Their floor is you know five hundred. Their ceiling is the Super Bowl. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know the Niners, you know floor is two and, <laughs> and fourteen. Right, they're be, just because it's so unknown. I don't mean yeah. to pick on you guys, but no, yes, you do. That's all right. <laughs> but their ceiling is realistically is you know, yeah, you know they make an a amazing card, run and, and squeak into the playoffs on a on a complete nobody saw it coming. You know, whatever. So, it's yeah. But it's, of course, it's possible. We talked about that before. The NFL is that that type of league. It's all possible. It is. Anything's possible in the NFL. But, and that's why we've talked yeah, about but it to, for an to hour. To answer and a half. your question, I honestly feel the Bengals could. That's not, not anywhere out of the realm of possibility for them to make a run. Now, given the fact they've never done it before, it seems silly to say, but. I really do feel that. I'm not I'm not expecting it, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be disappointed as a fan if you didn't say anything different. <laughs> well, and that's one of the intangibles about this, and like you just mentioned, they haven't before. And those crucial games, you know, when they're playing Pittsburgh, yeah, you know, or when they're playing Baltimore and they have to win this to, you know, take advantage of the good season they've had. Well, and this and some is of the me preseason at my most optimistic, so <laughs> And when, it's, a, when a, a team hasn't a won those games where they've kind of come out and been flat, that's the frustrating part when they're bringing the core of that back. Yeah. Because some some players just seem to step up in those moments. Right. And make it happen. And some don't. Right. So and, and so I guess what I'm saying is I think that Dalton, with all of his criticism, could still be... I don't, I, I'm not writing him off. Good. Yeah. He, I don't, I just wouldn't be shocked if he blossomed in, you know, his seventh year into being a good, a very good quarterback. He's got the skills. He just, I haven't seen his mental game yet and I don't, yeah. I'm not expecting it, but I wouldn't, you know, things, crazier things have happened. All right. Well, I think we're going to start winding this down. I think we're a little over. Maybe. <laughs> Are we at two hours? Almost. Possibly. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all my fault. You guys keep it right and tight when I'm not on the show, and then I show up, and it's hour and 40 minutes. Well, we don't want to blame you. Yeah, but I'm At least while, while you're here. Yeah. So that's kind of our uh, our take on uh, the NFL. Yep. And what we think about. What might happen. You know, generally some, some ideas for our teams, the league, and the past. Some of the things that have gone on. I got one more question just to make it even longer. Good. The, the rule change that I know about is the celebration thing. I don't want to get into a whole thing, but do you have one, one thought one way or the other? They're going to allow celebrations with the football as a prop again. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's Adam, what do you think? <laughs> so excited. I think that it's, it's ridiculous and it's absurd and it's exciting. All right. I think it's kind of fun too. My whole thing with that is... I get frustrated when a player that scored a touchdown, and whether it's a running back receiver or whatever, has some planned out choreographed dance. It's the guy something. that has a, has a touchdown every week. 
that has something going on, right? Well, it, just the players that, that have this choreographed, and I've seen it at times, and it makes me absolutely insane, where they will push their teammates away so they can have the spotlight and they can do some dance with their props or their this, or they can spin the football, they do that. What I want to see is you want to celebrate, celebrate with the team because the team just scored. Right, it wasn't okay? you. It isn't just one player, and that's the thing about football is that there's no play that is just one player. Yeah, not I don't one. care. The receiver, the quarterback had to throw in the ball. The line had yep. to block. It's right. mathematically impossible. Exactly. So if you want to celebrate with your, you know, with your team, yeah. And you know, you want to jump around, which that's where it frustrated me and especially in college where if there was any celebration by the team, there was a flag. And I think that that's Let's wrong. Ass backwards. Personal celebrations, I don't have as much patience with that. It's, right. it's look at me, look at me, look at me, and we got too much of that shit going on anyway. Yeah, okay. So that's my thought. All right, I thought so, and you're excited. Yep. All right, me too. Cool. No, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I agree with what you said. No, okay, yeah, well, so. okay. We're going we're gonna to end it on that. Hey, honestly, that could be the way that we end it, but if there's other people that have more perspectives or if they want to listen to more perspectives... Capital of a progression Where you can shop for spreading love on a wealth obsession Money can't help you see the light In the end you can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead Well mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult life to live and rise above it This is the time I'm asked So let's be tasted So let's do everything we can Before what of today point them out to me so i can come and join their rate we'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change we'll want to understand this progression we have at hand humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand i say let's progress in good contest make conference then love our best our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines our love that makes no sense we who spend love at no expense we are a force of passion creating a new faction taking action working hard just for the satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight because our light is in their eyes ladies and gentlemen we are the skies don't remain mystified by their lies and trust us for we will teach you how to be true teach you how to speak the truth always stand here The spark and we are its tender. We are the good ones. The good ones of today.